Welcome back to Homeland Training. I'm Jadaye. Hi, I'm Leslie. And we are a variety show podcast that changes every week. And, you know, this week we're going to get a little personal. Talk about something that we're loving, that we're digging, and that we want you to know about. Our double feature. Yeah. But before we start, I'm going to ask Leslie a cute little get-to-know-me question. And then we're going to get started. Leslie, do you believe in extraterrestrial life? Elaborate on why or why not. Yes, yes, I do. I used to not because I didn't want to. I didn't. I I didn't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. But the more that I grew up and the more that I've been educated by J Science episodes, yes, there's absolutely no way mm-hmm. that our dusty asses <laughs> are the only ones circulating any atmosphere such as you know Earth, and, mm-hmm. and it's just no way. Mm-hmm. Just like the ocean, where we've only like explored three percent, we've only explored like like the surface. Of space. And now with James Webb, bitch, these pictures that are coming out. I saw you reblogged on Tumblr. It looks so pretty. So crazy. I so yes, so I do believe that out there somewhere, um, there's there's definitely other species, mm. maybe not human. Yeah. Who am I to say only God can judge me? <laughs> I do believe, yeah, that there's maybe other other species out there. Not not necessarily the aliens that we think could look like, but definitely something that's different, that's walking, yeah. crawling. They have their own lives. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I do. I do believe so. What about you? I mean, you're the science guy. What, um, what can you tell me? I feel like I rub off on you a lot because yeah. I agree. I don't think they're human. I don't think they look like us. Yeah. I don't think they stand on two legs. And if y'all listen to my science episode, I've done been saying this. I, I don't think they have two eyes. Yeah. I don't think they have two arms and yeah. a mouth and two nostrils. I just that that's a human. Yeah. Like not even. Yeah. I don't know. Not even like animals all look like that. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's kind of a lazy way to describe an alien for me, and I don't really prescribe to that. But I am interested in figuring out like, well, what do they look like? Because you know, Venus is so hot. Mm-hmm. That the surface can't really withhold any sort of life because it's so fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Hotter than the surface of the sun. That's crazy. Believe it. Um, but the clouds aren't that hot. So they think that there are animals living in the clouds. That there are living things in the clouds. And it could even look like, imagine like a jellyfish that could, we don't know. Why not? Why not? Why not? Because I think life goes where it can. There's yeah. life in the bottom of the ocean. There's life in dirt. There's life on our skin. There's life inside of our stomachs. So who knows what life looks like, but I don't think that they look like what we think. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that we got, uh, in Area 51, we got an alien? No. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that there was maybe a lot of energy. Yeah, or I something. mean, I, I think when, when the collective gathers someone and they're all in the same vibration or in the same thought, I think that, yeah, that you can move and shift energy and maybe shift the tectonic plates underneath you. But I don't, I don't think so. But I do think that the power of the collective is very strong. I think our minds are very strong. So people did run to Area 51. Like, there was people there. They, yeah, they made a whole thing about it. Multiple people. Yeah. And so I think when you talk to people that are like-minded and want something, I think that there can be energy around you that can maybe support that. Exactly. A, a bit. So maybe, yeah, maybe they did see something in the sky. I mean, yeah. But and not, 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 not an actual, uh, a species or an actual item or something like drop down. And, like and, that we have like a alien slave in there that yeah, we just have uh-huh. locked up uh-huh no yeah 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 Yeah, i don't think so either and i don't know i just find it very hard to believe you know i talked to my friend jose who told you he was like into definite fucking 
suspicious stories and it's just like he's like then why would they keep it secret and it's just like i don't know for other reasons that military keep things secret like Mm -hmm. i have no idea and i just don't really think that i don't know i find it hard that we're over here we have an alien prisoner yeah and anybody that thinks that an alien is going to come back to save it then why would we have something prisoner that someone's going to come and get and kill everybody for i don't yeah. I don't know. It, it, don't, it, it don't make sense, love. It really doesn't. And we'd love to hear your opinions. Let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. Um, let's get started. Let's fucking go. Bitch, do you want to go first? Yeah. Or, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go first. All right. What the fuck are you talking about? I am featuring this really cool place. Oh, my God. You know, they have one in, um, I think, in Disney now. They're about to. So I'm doing something cool. I'm featuring something cool that only if you live in California you can access. But <laughs> if you visit California, it, it's a must. It's a must. It is busy. It is busting. So I am featuring Porto's Bakery and Cafe. <laughs> but I'm featuring spe- a specific. You're so from LA. I'm featuring it's a specific so. item. Oh. Um, Jay is right. They did confirm that coming very soon they're gonna have one in disney downtown lucky lucky for us we live really close to one that's just a a hip hop -hop away because can you imagine dude no glendale or burnbeck would be the closest one that we'd have to go that i'd have to go to and they'd be busy so portos um is a bakery and cafe very well known in california specifically southern and maybe northern a little bit they have six locations um Seven now with the Disney one that's about to be established. They have one in Buena Park, California, Burnbank, California, Downing, California, Glendale, California, West Covina, California, and their Northridge, California one is their newest one. I think a couple months, and they did come from the Disney, um, uh, the Disney one downtown. They are still hoping to expand. Um, I was looking on Instagram and uh, where they were talking about the Disney kind of opening and stuff. And, you know, people kept saying, you know, when are you going to come to San Diego? When are you going to come to San Diego or well, else, well, else like San Francisco? And they, they they didn't really acknowledge anyone else's other than we love San Diego. We love San Diego. So maybe that's the move next because they're not really that south, like at all. Like the one in Disney is probably going to be the southest, to be honest. Um, other than that, you don't really get it past like, yeah, Buena Park or the Disney one. Yeah, you, that's still inland. People, yeah, people who live in like Laguna Beach. Uh, San Diego, if they're in this era, this is where they can only get portos. That's probably why they have it at Disney then. Yeah. No, seriously, because can you imagine how many people come to Disney? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's very, very, very cool uh, what they're doing. I mean, they are... I mean, they are producing so much. Last year, their revenue... Guess how much? Oh, my God. Last year? Guess how much? Okay. Okay, can you give me a hint? Is it M or B? It's M. Okay. Um, let's say $360 million. Okay. Okay. This is a bakery. Oh, okay. Can we okay, please? Okay. Well, because they just opened a new one. And I know. I know. But, but okay, we, also, okay. we also were in a pandemic. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Okay. Let's say 2.5. 16 million. Okay. That's yeah. a lot. They, for a bakery, 
a cafe bakery where their staple like products don't change and they do during seasonal um um periods and time they do come out with like their pumpkin muffins or pumpkin empanadas but um, no it's like they have a new flavor of the week no no they don't yeah. no 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 no. and so they have their, their their staples that they even ship nationwide so if you don't live in california good news for you they will ship it to you and they're fresh well that's well didn't didn't they say bake at home yeah so you can get them not cooked and cook them. Yes, exactly. Bitch. Exactly. So for you, I'm gonna send them to my parents. So, dude, you could. I should. You could because their most popular ones are the cheese roll. Oh. The cheese roll. It, is that it, what I tried? It is the most popular. You've tried the ham croquettes, okay. which you like. I love croquettes. And then the guava and cheese strudel is also super super popular. Strudel. So you know, um, the thing with them is that you know they're 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 Latinx. They're Cubanos. Oh, they are? They're Cubanos. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, Porto's Bakery and Cafe started with um, a family. It always starts with a family. Rosa was born on the island of Cuba. Rosa. Where she grew up surrounded by, you know, you know the smell of sweets. And, and, and they were made from her mother, who probably, you know, stayed within the family. And so, um, originally, you know, uh, from the family seems to be originally from Spain. So, of course, you have you, you have some of that, that influence. That, that influence there and you'll notice it because their 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 ba- pastries and their food isn't strictly Cuban Cuban I think that they expand a little bit because they actually do have a tres leches blueberry cake and apparently it's not like the tres leches that you and I know okay wait really quick I've heard of it yeah we need to get one it's tres leches like mixed berries dude and apparently I've heard of it. it is I've heard of it Yes. Up here. Um, so, yeah, basically, you yeah. know, that it comes from a family. And so, you know, there's Rosa Porto, and then there was Raul Porto. And then, then you know, they when they got to California with only the clothes on their backs, you know, um, they had strong work ethic and great baking skills in the family. So, you know, I think they went for it. They opened their first official storefront um, um, on Sunset Boulevard in Echo Park. Okay. You know, back in the doos, back in the day. They have three children, Beatriz, Raul Jr., and Margarita, who right now are the ones that, that run run the business. And I believe, you know, if you go on the website, you can see that it's 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 the children running. And so uh, what I want to point out is that, you know, they're very much known for their pastries. When I tell you that this place is bussing from the time it opens at 6.30 a.m., Till like the ringity ding 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 end of the day. I mean, I shit you not. You have the parking lots full. They don't have a drive through. No. So you have to go in. You the pickup, the order, and the ordering line is big. The pickup line is big. If you order online to then pick up and they tell your order is ready, that line is big. Yeah. I mean, what is up with Californians doing that? Because it's the same with In and Out. Long lines, but people still are like, I'm going to wait. No, seriously. I, that, but that makes you ask, right? Like, it must be that good. Oh, for sure. And it is. In this instance, yeah. is this, it's this good. What I do want to say is that, you know, they are known for their cakes. They have very different cakes. They do add, like, a uh, few different ones here and there. And it, you can get them shipped to yourself. Like, I mean, go for it. The reason that I wanted to feature them is because recently I had family and friends visit. And I took them here because it's a quick, like... You can get like your morning brekkie and, and something like that. But they have this Puertos Cortadito. <gasps> cortadito. Let me tell you right now. The strongest cortadito I've ever tasted. Is that coffee? It's coffee. Straight up espresso. Straight up will fuck you up. But they have their own recipe. And so usually a cortado is basically espresso with like very, very light steamed milk. 
very, very light steamed milk. What they do, and, and, and then cortaditos vary. You have the cortaditos that you see in Europe. You have the cortaditos that you see like here in America. And then you have cortaditos in Puerto Rico and Cuba. Cuba has a very different way of making their cortaditos. And in specifically portos, they add condensed milk. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like very much. And then I don't know what kind of caffeine or coffee they are using. I don't know if it's Cafe Bustelo, but it is so good, so, so strong. And it will get the job done. Get the job done. I'll tell you right now. The freshest orange juice, folks. I literally <laughs> see the oranges in the juicer. And I'm like, the freshest orange juice. They have a Portos Orchata Latte. Wait, Cold what? brew. They have a Portos Cold Brew that is similar to like a Vietnamese coffee because they also add condensed milk to it. So let me tell you right don't, now. Don't. Don't, don't Do not me. mess. Do not mess around with the Portos Cortadito. I, I will say, I can only do the Cortadito like... A little bit, so it's so funny because <laughs> I hadn't gone in such a long time. Yeah, a very long time. No, it's been a really long. And time. so I took my family back to back. I was literally at Porter's three times back in a row. Jay will attest. I mean, I am a Portos, and this house will we support Portos. Oh, uh, we should, let me tell you, bitch. We need a fucking rewards members thing here. Let me tell you Port- right now. And you know, Jay was skeptical because he's not a big sweets person. But there's these croquetas de jamón. This bitch. You know what they remind me of? Um, my mom used to make flautas mm. with uh, chicken and mashed potatoes inside yeah. of it. Um, and sometimes it would be ham too. And that's why they kind of remind me of that. Mm-hmm. I love how filling they are. Yeah. I just think that they're so good. I What what got you? Who told you about this? Angel did. An- Angel did. Because one yeah. time when I was, um, when I had just moved, he's like, have you ever been to Porto's? And I'm like, what's that? He's like, it's like a cute, like coffee bakery, like place. Um, he's like, you do have to get there really early because it's always busy. And one time I just decided to check it out. When I think it had been a few weeks, I was here. I was like, well, let's go check this place out. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I was amazed. The Porto's um, that's up the street, very pretty. Everyone, so pretty. Everyone that I took there, they're like, this place is huge. It's tall, tall glass. modern. Oh, just so a, the aesthetic is very, very pretty. Yeah. Very, very pretty. And so I went, and then I remember just being amazed at all the pastries they have. Um and I remember asking the girl, well, well, what do you recommend? Like, what's what's your favorite? And she's like, the cheese roll is very popular. She gave me one for free. And she's like, yeah. And sure enough, I got some. And then I got a few other pastries. And, of course, that's where I tried their cortadito. And things were never the same for me after that. <laughs> and so I, I will say right now, I just went and they have a blueberry cheese croissant. Or type of Danish thing. It's, it's, it's um, seasonal. Traditional croissant made with European style butter filled with sweet and cream cheese and blueberry jam topped with fresh blueberries and fresh lime. That sounds awesome. Lime zest. You tried that? So good. Looks so good. So good. And then I got one for Jacqueline and she liked it. Um, they, they, um. Oh, the tres leches roll. The tres leches. I mean, we're, I've had that. we're familiar with that. I tried the mango mousse recently bomb. Surprisingly very good. I didn't know what to expect with this mango mousse bomb, but the sweetness and the softness of it was pineapple empanada. I mean, I'm telling you, the pastries, uh, I just, I mean, it's just out of this world. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. You can also order pickup. They started doing that with the pandemic. Only um, West Covina, Downey, Glendale, Burnbeck, and Buena Park have um, online ordering. Northridge doesn't seem to have that yet. 
but I'm sure you you know you can. But yeah, you can bake at home, open 24-7. They ship nationwide. They're best-selling pastries, unbaked, frozen, and direct to you, so you can bake them fresh in your own oven. That's awesome. And so I don't think that you would be able to get everything. But one last thing that I want to point out is that Portos is the one place that I saw not skip a beat during the pandemic. They got with the program. They got with order pickup. They literally had such an assembly line when you went and picked up. They had left if you got a ticket, right if you're ordering. They did not close down during the pandemic. I mean, they said, we are not losing money. The efficiency of those workers there, I mean, they got them running up and down. I mean, literally, they moved so quick on on transitioning to what would be like our new normal now. And it was impressive to just see them. And the parking spots were labeled, you are parking right there, sir. And you park. Won't be right there. It's a big parking lot. I mean, it was, I mean, the efficiency. So basically, you can order from Porter's if you'd like. But if you're ever in California and you're ever in the area, highly recommend it. And I, I will I will confirm with you guys. If you have a friend or a family member visit or if someone's trying to slide me a little money and I'm ever visiting, you can bring portals through TSA. <laughs> you can bring food through TSA. Yeah. If anyone ever tells you you can't, they're lying. Yeah. If you have food, I think only time it counts, it doesn't count, was like international with like fruit. Yeah. But other than that, you guys, like if you get really good a cake, your mom gives you tamales, you can take that through the airport. Yeah. Okay. They're probably going to say something, but you can still do it. So definitely get Portos. Well, girl, I can't be eating, so we can't be looking at all this stuff. That's, that's true. awesome. Cool. That's true. But anyways, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm featuring. Okay. What are you featuring? How are you following up on this <laughs> What I have is a uh, YouTube channel. Okay. Who, I don't know if I've ever featured them, but they're called Astrum. Okay. And Astrum is spelled A-S-T-R-U-M, and they are a science channel. What I love about this channel is that the visuals are just beautiful. I hate a science video that is explaining to you like, oh, this is this big or this is going this fast or this is this gravitational difference, whatever, without examples. I need to see visual examples of what you're describing for me to understand fully what you're talking about. You're not the only one. (laughs) You're not the only one. And he does it. He does it so beautifully. And I think that this was one of his like school projects where he had to make these videos for school, but then ended up getting a lot of attention and has like almost 2 million um, viewers on YouTube. What? That's actually a lot of viewers. Subscribers. That's a lot of viewers uh, or subscribers on YouTube, guys. 2 million? It's it's hosted by a British bitch. Um, British Bake Off. (laughs) In honor of the Queen's death. Um, Oh, oh, um, I wanted to feature him, but his name is Alec. Alex McColgan mm-hmm. and Astra makes space easier to access for the general public, taking things that are complicated and breaking it down to a way anyone can understand, feeling their interest in the subject. Let me say, bitch, absolutely exactly what happened. His channel is the reason why I wanted to start my own type of version of that because I love the way he visually described it. I wanted to verbally describe what he was saying. And a lot of his, not a lot of his videos, but I do take a lot of information from his videos to my science episodes, but not a lot. Yeah. So he just covers like very niche things. Um, but I do really like him. A little back background story about him is he's always had a passion for video making. That was actually the class that he took was 
um, video, what was it? Something photography, one of those. Okay. One of those things. And when he was younger, he would always make these funny short films. And then he got a job as a video editor for a training company, making hundreds of videos for them. And then this gave him, like, obviously the knowledge to be able to make his own videos. Uh-huh. Oh, he said that after, while he was, like, growing up, you know, he would always look up all these space videos and realize that not a lot of people knew how to like explain it very well and definitely wanted to take that on for himself and he realized that he can combine his passion for video making and space to make something that is informative but also easy for everybody to understand and just like kind of encourages like collaboration in all of his videos one of the things that i also really love about him is that he has other channels so he has astrum espanol <gasps> where he does spanish versions of all of his uh videos which i'm subscribed to astrum um, brazil uh-huh. and then another spanish channel called el robot de platon which has 2.54 million subscribers can you believe oh wow so he's like he's pretty lit and um, I don't know. I just really love his channel. I've really wanted to feature him just because I think that a lot of his videos are so informational, so just beautiful because he shows the actual pictures that NASA takes. And you know, NASA takes high resolution pictures. Like uh-huh. these pictures, like if you download it on your computer, it's like literally like zooms in more than you would even need to. Okay. Like our screens can't even. Can't even do no. That. Can't process. Can probably like fit one star, and like that's it. How big these NASA oh, resolutions are. So you see him in his videos using these, and they're just so crisp, so clear. And you know he covers everything from Pluto to uh, Mercury to Saturn to Jupiter, all the planets in the solar system. And I really love him, and I hope you guys. Really like it. Oh, yeah, it's a little science thing. Yeah, he's really cute. But yeah, I really like him. But I just really love the Spanish channel. I because I want. I tell my mom these things, and she's very interested and very like very into what I have to say about space and stuff. And I love that he's taken that to Spanish because a lot of these things that I see, I just wish they were translated to Spanish. I don't know. I just there's just no resources for people who speak Spanish. Of things that I like, that I can share. I know that Spanish speakers have their own videos, creators, and stuff, but I just feel like there's not enough translation for the Spanish audience that I would like to see with a lot of the things that I find interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't even think, is Westworld translated into Spanish? I, you know what? I have no idea. I didn't I even know no that's an either. option. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think they're sold internationally. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, I just really like that, and I just love science. Oh, another science, another science bit for ya. But that's it. All right. All right, bye. Bye, guys.